Hi, this is Ade. And this is Sophia. Are you listening to Obsidian? Episode 1, 60 Minutes Through Space. shoes? Nope. Okay, the road. It's the road we're on. Wrong again. Yo, I give up. This is dumb. Amar, don't call your sister's game dumb. Mom, I've been guessing for over ten minutes. So you're admitting defeat then? I'm admitting that it's dumb. Want me to tell you? Yes. Fine. Let's just get it over with. I spy with my little eye the black Fist raised in protest across the globe. <laughs> you can't be serious. That's my baby. How could I have guessed that? I don't even see it. I see black defiance everywhere. Oh my God, what are you even talking about? You're nine. And nine-year-olds are smart. Also, Daddy? Yeah, Maya? What does protest mean? Oh my God, you don't even know what the word means. Amar, a protest is like an expression of disapproval. You can do it alone or you could do it with the group. Where'd you hear that word used? A documentary in the Holocene. I was standing right next to Michael X during a speech 100 years ago. Uh, that's Malcolm X, sweetie. Oh, yeah. That does sound better. See, Amar, you could be learning some history, too. You weren't just using the Halo Cube for gaming. I don't use it just for gaming, Mom. Besides, I already know a thing or two. Like the spaceport we're going to is in a state that's racist as hell. Language, young man. My bad. But where'd you hear that? The History Channel. Someone died protesting against white supremacy in Virginia like 50 years ago. Well, that's right. In Charlottesville. I don't want you to worry about that too much, though, Omar. We're hoping things have changed a lot since but then. But we're glad you're aware, honey. Kevin, look up ahead. That's the entrance on the right. Yep, I see it. Blue orbit in all its glory. <sighs> Finally. Just on time, too. Told you we should take exit three, baby. Or at least let the car auto-drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like to hold the steering wheel every once in a while. Can't let the computer have all the fun now, can I? Woo! We gonna space. We gonna space. Come on. Let's head towards the front of the spaceport. How long is the trip, Ma? About 60 minutes, give or take. So we drove an hour to fly an hour? More like propel an hour. You'll be in space, remember? It's hardly flying when there's no air. I guess. Why is he being so difficult? He loves space. He's a teenager. It's going to be difficult about everything. Don't let it bother you, babe. As soon as we exit the atmosphere, he'll open up. Watch. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I was just looking forward to, well, geeking out with him. 
like we used to. You still can. Thank you. Whoa! What was that, Mom? That was a launch. See the blue shimmer? That's accumulated solar radiation used for initial liftoff for propulsion. Condensed photons look like that? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Come on, you two. No need to stare when the real thing is inside. See? Welcome to Blue Orbit Spaceport, Virginia. You are now entering one of the only five spaceports in the world. Make sure you have your ticket and identification in hand when approaching the shuttle office. Blue Orbit was founded in 2034 by a group of individuals dedicated to expanding space. Alrighty then. Good morning. Ah, morning, ma'am. You're the launch party of four? That's us. <laughs> Excellent. Can I have your IDs, please? Here you go. Alrighty. Oh, Mrs. Walker. Mrs. Atiana Walker. I'm sorry I didn't know it was you. My name is Trevor. It's all good, Trevor. I just started anyways. How does he know Mommy? She's the new Intercontinental Space Travel Ambassador. Intercont-what? The ISTA. Oh, her new job. Cool. <laughs> Alrighty, well, let's get you guys set up then. I'll lead you to your shuttle. Excellent, thank you. Okay, baby, look at you. Got these white folks shaking in their boots. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. Right this way. As you can see, we have about 12 launch chutes within this spaceport. You'll be setting off from chute number four. Oh. My. God. Four's my lucky number. Since when? Since yesterday. You know, I was talking to Jessica from school about this place. Uh, cool. She definitely didn't mention how shiny everything here is. Well, this place is state-of-the-art. Blue Orbit is top of the line when it comes to space travel. Indeed we are. Doesn't hurt that we're the first to do it as well. We've had lots of practice. Now as you can see here, at the center of the chute is your actual shuttle. Notice that below the shuttle is a conical cavity. This is where solar radiation is stored and compressed. We've managed to capture the photons themselves in a non-interactive state. That is, until we say so. On our command, they triggered the initial liftoff of a shuttle. Wow. It's gotta be extremely cold within that cavity. To capture the photons. Well, yes they are, young man. Less than a micro-Kelvin, actually. Your son is quite sharp, Mrs. Walker. Yeah, he is. Alrighty then, to the shuttle! Oh, and uh, here is the operator of the shuttle, George Weller. Huh? Oh, oh hey. Well, <laughs> I'll leave you all to it. Don't want to waste time getting you up to the stars. <laughs> George. Make any promises, boss man, but we'll see what I got today. Well, have a great trip, Mr. and Mrs. Walker. Uh, hey, so pretty standard procedure. Lucky for us, Blue Orbit has made getting to space pretty chill. I do have to go through a boring safety regulation spiel, though. All you need are these bracelets, they'll alleviate any nausea that you could feel. Plus, they'll work with the computers in this bad boy to negate any of the g forces that you would feel in regular takeoff. Well, that's appreciated. 
Speaking of takeoff, please refrain from moving as we do so. Your seats are state-of-the-art and will ensure your safety, as long as you stay strapped in. The neck braces are equipped with multiple sensors that will read your heart rate, body heat, weight, and more. The seats will adjust according to those biometrics. In the worst-case scenario, the seat will itself encase you in a miniature armored pod that will ensure your protection and safe descent. As such, keep hands and feet close to the seat as we take off and descend. In case of emergency, oxygen masks will automatically be secured over your face from the neck brace. The masks themselves will allow us to communicate as well. Okay, speed lower. Whew, great. Anything else we need to know? Uh, nope. Just take a seat there, buckle in, and we'll hit the road. Or the sky, I guess. Initiating liftoff in 60 seconds. Oh, wow. So soon? You nervous, baby? Me? No, no. I, I just want to make sure we get there in one piece, that's all. Like Amar said, this is state of the art. No different from a bus ride at this point. If you say so, you're the expert, I guess. Ten seconds. Alright, hold on everyone. Amar? Yeah? Hold my hand. Yeah, I got you. Lift off. Enjoy your trip with Blue Orbit. Traveling through the atmosphere, right? Yo, at this speed, it's literally burning air molecules off the window. Whoa! Is that true, Mommy? Yeah, pretty much. The sky is on fire. <clears throat> oh, my stomach. I thought you said the bracelet <clears throat> was supposed to make it easy, kid. Well, I said alleviate. Would be a hell of a lot worse if you didn't have it on, sir. Here, chew this. Gum usually helps. does actually help. Thanks. No problem. Pay attention to the windows, folks. This is one of my favorite parts. Wow, it's all turning black. Are we actually in space space? Aw, oh, shit. Give me some more of that gum, George. Whoa. What is that unfolding? Uh, are those? Solar sails. From this point on, we're propelled by solar radiation directly emitted from the sun. They create a sort of current. Ever watch Finding Nemo? Hell yeah. A classic. That super old movie mom and dad made us watch? <sighs> super old? It ain't that old. Is it, baby? Well, just like how Marlon rides the East Australian current with the turtles, we're riding, let me see, Solar Flow Helio 5. We'll reach the moon in about 60 minutes. We have exited the atmosphere and the launch process is now over. We have entered travel mode. You are free to move about the cabin. So, can we walk around? Yeah, go ahead. Artificial gravity is active, so you won't go flying anywhere. Awesome! Come on, Amar! Be careful, you two. Don't touch anything. I know, I know. Whew, what a sight. How does one become a space pilot, George? You go to MIT or something? Uh, not exactly, Mr. Walker. What? Caltech? I actually sort of dropped out. Dropped out? Out of magna cum laude to just cum laude, you mean? Surely that's what you mean. Kevin, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to fly a space shuttle. Since when? 
The technology has advanced far beyond that point, though you should have an aviation experience and a degree. And I do. Well, the experience part. I actually passed the proficiency test rather well. Regardless, to even take the exam, you usually need a bachelor's at least. I have my certification in everything, ma'am. And, well, my great-uncle is sort of the founder of Blue Orbit, so that got me in the door. Man, I tell you, white people really be failing upward, huh? Hush, Kevin. Well, if you pass the proficiency test, then that's the most important part. Not an easy exam. Not at all, ma'am. Honestly, I wanted to be a frontier pilot. And what's that? Frontier pilots fly beyond our established boundaries of space travel. They basically create new boundaries with each trip they make. Yeah, they're currently aiming to fly across the asteroid belt. When I was younger, that was just an idea, until they began venturing past Mars. That's when I knew that they were moving towards the future. So, what stopped you? I suck at school. (laughs) But, uh, being out here isn't so bad. I really do love space. Some people find it lonely, but how can you be with billions of stars and planets surrounding you to keep you company? It's the one time I feel like we're all connected to something. Sorry, I'm spouting out some nonsense right now. No, George. I find it very commendable that you found something that speaks to your calling like this. Most people would envy you. Who knows? You may still be a frontier pilot. You made it past the education barrier. Better call up your granduncle again and ask him for two more wishes. Man, I wish. Mom, come check this out. I think they have ion thrusters on the side to autocorrect. Ion thrusters! Ugh, he won't stop talking about ion this, ion that. <laughs> I told him to play I Spy With Me, and he keeps saying no. Relax, baby. You know this is the type of stuff Amar likes. Let him enjoy it. It doesn't even matter. We'll land on the moon, and I'll have all the fun I want at Artemis. Artemis? Artemis Resort's down in the moon colony? I thought we were supposed to... Uh, anyway... Let's join your brother. Maybe we can combine I Spy with some science and make it fun for both of you. Oh, boy. Nearing the moon. We'll be arriving in three minutes. Wow. Seeing it so close? I never realized just how large this guy is. Weird, right? Most of your life has been spent with the moon being the size of a golf ball at most. With all these satellites wrapped around it. Yeah, it looks like it has rings. Oh. My. God. Oh my god! I'm so excited! Brittany at school told me all about Artemis Resorts, the first actual theme park on the moon. They have zero-G apartments, lunar rides, and cotton candy that they say tastes even better because it's made on the moon. Blue Ivy even performed here once. What if she's here today? Oh. My. God! This is gonna be crazy. Uh, calm down, honey. I can't. I'll calm down when I'm swimming in a zero-gravity pool, when I'm watching a lunar circus show, Beginning slingshot calculation to return to Earth. What did the ship just say? Trying to tell you, Maya, but you didn't want to listen. Mom, why aren't we landing? We're, We're going around the moon. Maya, this was a free trip as a gift from my new employer to our family, but the trip is there and back. What? That little Artemis resort is far too expensive. But I already told Brittany I was going to come back with lunar cotton candy. Sorry, Maya. We can get some cotton candy when we land, though. It's not the same. Hey, uh, George. Think I could drive this thing? No can do, kid. Come on, George. You said it was easy. You don't even need an education for it, right? That is not what I said. Um, you kind of did. Nah, no. Well, sort of. Not not fully. Listen, you're not going to drive. Come 
Come on, George. Let me drive the it's boat. Not, it's, it's not like a boat. It's not like a car. Do you have a license? Mm, as far as you know. Then if you can't drive, you can't, you can't drive in space. Oh, come on, nah. man. It's not. That was 60 Minutes Through Space, written and produced by Adatola Abdul-Qadir and me, Sophia Cheatham, with Seda S.B. Proctor as the sound designer. This episode was narrated by Nicole Marie as Etiana Walker, Radiance Ware as Maya Walker, Jalen Smith as Amara Walker, Lorenzo Jones as Kevin Walker, Hector Tolentino as George Weller, Dwight Smith as Trevor, and Caroline Unger as the overhead announcer. Our theme song was created by Yanju. This episode's music included Lemon Lime by Brevin, Love is Like the Sun by the Dogen Lights, and Come Right Here by Tindonite. This project is supported by a 2019 Ruby's Artist Grant, which is a program of the Robert W. Deutsch Foundation at https colon forward slash forward slash www.rwdfoundation.org. For more on Obsidian, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Obsidian Podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.